the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. And the reason is that when we reopened church, most people wouldn't come back because they were scared of germs. And then we didn't pass the offering plate because people were scared. They didn't want to touch anything that anybody else touched. So we just stopped passing the offering plate. We haven't taken up an offering in three years. I honestly don't know how the lights are on or how we have church. People give online. And I'm thankful for that. Can you say amen? But what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen is you realize how much God's blessed you and you take a portion and you bring that with you as a part of your worship. That's the way it's supposed to be. I remember when I was about five years of age. Stay with me. I remember when I was about five years old, maybe four, sitting down at the kitchen table with my mom, who's still living. She's 91. I'm going to go see her later on today. And I had 10 pennies. I was just learning how to count. And, I wanted to, and, and we would take one penny and put it in an envelope. And I remember writing stuff like on crayon. And we had five kids. Mom made sure we all had our Bibles. She made sure we were all dressed. She made sure we all had haircuts <laughs> and baths. And then she made sure we all had an offering. And I remember going to church and putting that offering, what one penny thing in the offering plate, thinking I... I had done my part. I remember that. Now, when I was about 10, 11, 12, I started getting birthday money. I'm talking about like $5. This is big time money. And I remember with my mom sitting down, figuring out what $5 was and what 50 cents was and putting that envelope and taking that with me. And I've been doing that ever since I was a little boy. I've never stopped doing it. The difference is today it's online because it's more convenient and it's more consistent but I feel like we're missing something as a church when we come without bringing a gift to the Lord. Because everything I own, the time that I have, the talent that I have, the treasure that I have, all of it comes from God. And I believe all of it's a test of my heart. And it reveals what I do with those resources, the location of my heart and the love of my heart. So I cannot say, Lord, thank you so much for everything you've done for me and everything you've ever given to me. And Lord, here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. Thank you. 
Now, if a dollar is all I have, that's a lot. But if it's just leftovers, it reveals that my heart is a long, long, long ways away from God. Now, number two, write this down. It gets easier. You survive that. You'll get through this next one. The inescapable test of your faith, which is revealed by what matters the most to you. There's something about what we do that reveals what matters the most in our life. Jesus continues to say in Matthew 6, 24, and again, as I read this, I just want you to ask yourself, does this sound true? That no one can serve two masters. He either will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. But Jesus says you cannot serve both God and money. And so the question is, which one matters the most? Which one do you serve the most? I heard of a very wealthy man who had no need for pocket change. And yet when he was out about, if he looked down, I don't know if you've ever seen like a penny in the dirt or in the parking lot, and it's like been run over 10 times, do you stop and pick it up? Or do sometimes you go, no, it's just a penny, I'll let it go. This wealthy man, it didn't matter if he saw a penny laying on the ground, he picked it up. And the story goes, he would always stop what he was doing and he would pick it up and he would just look at it for a little while and he would pause. And then he would put it in his pocket and continue on. And he was asked one day about this habit. And the question was, why does a man who has no need for money stand still as though he's found a gold coin? And the man replied, when I find a coin, whenever I find a coin, I pick it up and I look at it and I try to find the words, in God we trust. And I just focus on those words, in God we trust. And as though it's a reminder and God is asking me, do you still trust me? And once he said, I'm certain that I still trust in God more than anything else, I put it in my pocket and I continue on my day. Jesus says you can't serve both. I want you to write this down. Someone described it as chasing two rabbits at the same time. It can't be done. You can't even chase one rabbit. Someone say amen. Amen. Try chasing two rabbits at the same time. It's impossible. And if you're chasing after money, it's doubtful you're chasing after God. Write this down. God wants nothing to come between you and him. Money itself is not evil. Some people think it's evil. Money is neutral. It has no intrinsic value. Its only worth is what the government says it's worth or what the economy says it's worth. But it's basically just a coin or just a piece of paper. But the devil will use it to seduce you. The devil wants you to fall in love with it more than you love Jesus. That's why the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.10 doesn't say the money is the root of all evil it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and that some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs the very thing that you think you're controlling is actually controlling you you can go to any garden store and they have this stuff called fly paper 
It's a roll of sticky paper. You hang it on a fence or on a wall. It has a special aroma that attracts flies. But it's super sticky. And a fly buzzes around and smells it and goes over there and flies around it, looks at it. And he starts to say, my paper, my paper, my paper. And he lands on it. And the paper says, my fly, my fly, my fly. And that's how people are with money. They go, this is my money, my money, my money. But the money actually has you. Mark chapter 12, look at these words. Jesus sat down. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. He sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put. And he watched people as they put their money in the temple treasury. I want to ask you, would that bother you? And I want you to be honest. If I said to you, hey, starting today, we're going to put a table up here with an offering plate, and everybody's going to get up, you're going to file by, and I'm just going to sit here and watch, see what you put in there. <laughs> how, many of that, how many of that would bother you? Well, the truth is, the truth is, if I said that, half of you would quit. I've actually attended services like that. I'll tell you that story another day. But if Jesus watched them, guess what? He's watching us. And what is he watching? He wants to know what matters most to us. Years ago on Thanksgiving, a radio commentator, Paul Harvey, shared a true story of a woman and her frozen Thanksgiving turkey. The Butterball Turkey Company had set up a telephone hotline for customers to call and ask questions about preparing their holiday turkey. This one woman called to inquire about cooking a turkey that had been in the bottom of her freezer for 23 years. Yes, you heard me right, for 23 years. And the woman was calling to ask, is it safe? And the Butterball representative told her that the turkey would probably be safe to eat if the freezer had been kept below zero for the entire 23 years. But the Butterball representative warned her that even if the turkey was safe to eat, that after 23 years that the flavor would probably have deteriorated to such a degree that I recommend you not eat it. And the caller responded, that's exactly what I thought We'll just donate it to the church. Mm -hmm. True story. And today, you'd be amazed at how many people simply give God leftovers or something they don't want or need when God deserves our very, very, very best. Amen? Amen. Now, number three. This leads me to the most important lesson that you'll ever learn, okay? And this isn't about you, this is about God. The inescapable test of God's character, which is revealed by His ability to keep His promise. You might break a promise, I might break a promise, but God never breaks a promise. Amen? Now, I want you to take your Bibles. I want to read three verses in Malachi chapter 3. Just stay with me here through this point. 
there's an amazing statement made by the Lord himself. You have to kind of understand the history to fully understand and appreciate this text. This takes place about 600 years before the time of Christ. The nation of Israel had been carried off into what's called the Babylon captivity. The Babylonians had conquered and taken Israel as slaves back to Babylon where they were enslaved for 70 years. Eventually the Persians come in and conquer the Babylonians and King Cyrus, the Persian king, allows the Jews to return to Israel. And God's people are ecstatic. They get to rebuild the walls. They get to rebuild the city. They get to rebuild the temple. And they're there and about a hundred years go by. I doubt there's anyone in this room that's a hundred years of age. We might have one. But a hundred years go by. And what happens is very common. Things are so good that they eventually become complacent. And they get so complacent They take their eyes off of God and they stop honoring God with their best. And I want to make this clear that God deserves our best worship. He deserves our best reverence. He deserves our best in everything. But just like here in the United States of America, we are so blessed with our freedoms and our land and our opportunities, our jobs, our beaches, our families, our resources. We are the wealthiest country in the world. But just like Israel of old, we have become complacent. We no longer honor God. We no longer believe God. We no longer build our lives on the truth of God's word. So God then begins to remove his hand of blessing off of our nation, off of our families, and off of our lives. You can see that happening if you look. And that's what had happened back in Israel's day and in Malachi's day. God had removed his hand of blessing. There is now a famine in the land. The people stop honoring God with their best. And that's the context of Malachi chapter 3. Verse 8, God says, will a man rob? Everybody say the word rob. It's kind of a heavy word, strong word. Will a man rob God? Yet you're robbing from me. But you ask, how do we rob from you? His answer was in tithes and in offerings. Now back in that day, this is Old Testament, Leviticus 27, they had all these systems, and one of the systems was that they were to take a tithe, which was a tenth, and give that. That was, it was holy, it belonged to God, it wasn't theirs, and they were not doing that, so he said, you're robbing me. Verse 9, you are under a curse, the whole nation, because you're robbing from me. And then God says this, And again, I want to ask you, does this sound true? Does this sound like this is fake news or real news? God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then God says, test me in this. This is not your test. This is is where you're testing me, says the Lord Almighty. And see, if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not even have room enough for it. I know this is difficult for some of you, but I've seen it thousands of times where God starts to bless and we get so happy and we're so content. But all of a sudden, 
We start taking those blessings that God gave us and we start worshiping the blessings more than the God who gave us the blessings. And so God will remove his hand of blessing because we're worshiping the wrong thing. Then we start to struggle and we're hurting. And the first thing we do is we stop honoring God when it ought to be the main thing that we do. The prophet Malachi is saying in the Bible that when we give, it's not just a test that reveals the location and the love of your heart. It's not just a test that reveals what's most important to you. It's a test of God's character. It's the only place in the entire Bible where God says, hey, test me. What are we testing? We're testing whether or not God's character has the ability to do exactly what he promises. And all God's people said. So you survived all this. Aren't you happy you survived? All right, you survived. (laughs) Ephesians 3.20, look at these words as we close. God is able. Everybody say, God is able. Now look at these words to do, or hear these words, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I want you to write this down. The Bible makes it clear that God is immutable. We say, what does that mean? That means that he never changes. Malachi 3, 6, I, the Lord, do not change. You change, I change, but God never changes. Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. Why does he test us? Why does God test us? Because we're fickle in our faith. But Malachi reminds us, if you give God what is due him, he will be faithful to open up those floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing upon you while you can't even contain it all. I have three children. They're all good kids. Can you say amen? amen. All three have full access to my house. My wife and I are empty nesters. And I've told you, I've told you this before, that when, when, when the last kid left, I told my wife, I said, honey, let's change the locks on the doors. I don't want those kids coming and going. And she said what? She said no. So I said, Okay. So all three of my children can come and go as they please, even though they all have their own homes. And none of the three have ever given me a key to their house. (laughs) They only want a key to my house. They won't give me a key to their house. But if any of the three started stealing from me, I would change the locks and reclaim all the keys. I'm not giving anybody access who is stealing from me on a weekly basis. I want to ask you, you be honest with the question. Would you give a relative of key to your house if every week they were stealing from you? Would you do that? Yet, how many people want access to heaven 
while stealing from God on a weekly basis. The reason he calls it robbing or stealing is because all of it belongs to him. Something happened, something happened, something happened the moment you became a Christian, everything in your life should have changed. Your views, your opinions, your perspective, your values. Before you were saved, you were self-centered. After you get saved, you're Christ-centered. Before you're saved, all you concern yourself with is the physical. After you're saved, you concern, you, you concern yourself with the spiritual. Before you're saved, all you're worried about is this life. After you get saved, your concern is with the next life. Before you were saved, all you were concerned about were things that were temporal. After you're saved, all you're concerned about are things that are eternal. Before you're saved, all you do is think about how to store up treasures here on earth. After you get saved, all you think about is how to store up treasures in heaven. Before you're saved, all you think about is acquiring. After you're saved, all you're concerned about is how to give. Because the time, the talent, the treasure, your life, your family, your children, your home, your mind, your heart, all of that God places in your hands. He's given everything to you. And what He wants is for you to recognize that it all comes from Him. And every week, take a portion of that and give it back to Him as a love offering saying, God, thank you for everything you've ever done in my life. I'm here to honor and to worship you. Figure it out. I, I don't know. I can't help you. You have to do it on your own. Figure out how to get that. Sign up online. Mail it in. Bring it with you. Put it in that box. But we've got to get back to where we realize that everything we have belongs to Him. And we've got to make it a part of our worship. And if you pass the test, if you pass the test of where your heart is, you pass the test of what's most important to you, God will pass, will pass his character test in keeping his promise to bless you more. Write this down. God's desire and ability to bless you is always greater than your capacity or your imagination. Amen. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Hey friends, Shepherd Church would love to invite you to spend a special Christmas service with us at our Agua Dulce campus on Sunday, December 24th. We'll have two services, one at 9 a.m. and another at 11 a.m. 
Come experience live worship, fellowship, and a special heartwarming Christmas message you won't want to miss. We're located at 34709 Agua Dulce Canyon Road in Santa Clarita, just five minutes off the 14 freeway. You can also find our address and directions by visiting our website at shepherdchurch.com. So come join us as we lift up Jesus at our Agua Dulce campus on Sunday, December 24th at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus through song, fellowship, and a special Christmas message. Hope to see you there. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.